Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hey everyone, welcome back to Life with Liz. Um, So I took a week off or so because I was really trying to think of what I wanted to say on this podcast. I went to Mexico for work. My diet, like my food was all top notch. Um, I really hit my protein levels every day, but what I found hard to do was to get my water intake every day. And then on the last night, everyone wanted to have a little bit of fun, so I drank some wine, probably too much realistically, and I feel like I ruined my whole week of progress in Mexico um, with that one night of kind of like cheating and having some fun and basically partying, partying in Mexico. Um so I wanna I wanted to really think about getting back on track and, and what's the best way to do that after you let yourself have that cheat day. And you know, I'm always talking about how like you have to follow the lifestyle and you have to take it seriously and you can't just continue to cheat and cheat and cheat. But you also have to give yourself some grace. Uh very important and probably something people don't talk about enough. It is okay to let yourself have fun every once in a while as long as you're willing to get back on track because that is the thing that will make bariatric surgery a success for you long term. Like, don't cheat and then be like, oh, I cheated yesterday. I might as well cheat today. Like, you have to hold yourself accountable. And it's the one thing I think those who have gone through the bariatric journey have the hardest time with because... If we held ourselves accountable to begin with, would we have been in this journey? Would we have had the surgery? Would we have needed to change our eating habits and lifestyle? Would we have made excuses for ourselves on why we were overweight or why, um, you know, we were pre-diabetic or couldn't sleep or had sleep apnea or, or so on and so forth? You you kind of get where I'm going with that. So. Step one of getting back on track is holding yourself accountable. And that's something that I, in this last week, um, really took to heart and kind of just did a reset where I was low carb, high protein, and made sure I got my water intake every day. But I thought I would go through my old notes from classes and talk about some of the things that help us all get back on track. Hey, everyone. We'll get back to my podcast in just a moment. But as you know... April is Autism Acceptance Month. It used to be called Autism Awareness, but really the journey for those with autism is being accepted and getting the same chances as everyone else with or without autism. So on my website at lizraofficial.com slash shop, I have the Autism Acceptance Acceptance Collection and all of the shirts, every shirt sold goes to support the Autism Society here in Colorado. So do yourself a favor, buy yourself a cute t-shirt and know that you are supporting a worthy cause. Again, it's lizraofficial.com slash shop and autism acceptance is the collection. So after accountability, obviously the first tip you really have to think about when you're getting back on track is being mindful of what you eat and drink. 
So it is very, very common to eat and drink without paying attention. And one of the first lessons I went through in my class was mindful eating. And that was taking your time, chewing thoroughly, but also paying attention to what you're eating and when you're drinking because portion control is so important to your success. And this is where slider foods come into um, play as well because you could sit down and eat an entire bag of chips and not feel full because of the way it breaks down. It's not, it's, it's heavily processed. It starts breaking down in your mouth before you even swallow. And, and you could sit there and watch TV and not pay any attention whatsoever to how much you're eating versus when you sit down at the table without any distractions, no cell phones, no TV, and maybe you just have good old fashioned conversation, you're paying a little bit more attention to how much you're eating, your portion sizes, and exactly what you're eating. Because if you make a dinner, you're going to make better choices than if you grab something processed. But most people underestimate how much they eat in a day in general. So then once you go through this surgery, portion control is even more important. If you found that you are stalled at a certain weight or you're regaining, a good start would be to track and log everything you're eating over the course of a week and then look back and reflect on it. You can use an app. I like to use... um, my plate. A lot of people use Berry Tastic, um, but it helps you become aware of what you're eating and consuming, so you can make daily choices. Because you might notice that some days you're higher carb. Well, we'll look at what those carbs are. Are they a good carb or are they a bad carb? Um, is it is the carb level higher than your protein level? Because that shouldn't happen. So you know you just have to pay attention and be mindful of what you're actually putting into your body. The second thing is. Are you eating enough protein? My doctor's limits are um, you need to get a minimum of 60 grams of protein a day. I've seen others where they're like 80 programs a day. I see a lot of people who think I'm going to go extremely low carb and extremely high protein, and they're trying to get 120 grams of protein a day. Your body can literally only absorb so much. So eating 120 grams of protein a day isn't going to make that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things. You want your body to get the right amount, but overdoing it doesn't mean your body is going to absorb that much more. So, But protein in general helps you feel fuller longer. It slows down digestion to make you feel more satisfied, helps you maintain muscle as you lose fat. So as we're working out, it kind of coincides with all of that as well. And it's an essential part of your weight loss process because of these factors. The more protein you eat, the less hunger you're going to feel over time. Now, there's mind hunger that is different. You have to learn to listen to your body. Um, if mind hunger is a real big issue, you know, talk to your dietitian, but also talk to your therapist through this process. I know my program has both that you can call and talk to anytime you need to or set up regular appointments. I am very basic when it comes to my protein. I eat egg whites every day. I eat fish every day. I do love tofu. I do love um, some of the Gardein, excuse me, some of the Gardein products. Um, Gardein is a vegan product. So if I want a burger, for example, I don't eat red meat, so, but I, I can do a Gardein burger. I don't do it often because it's more processed than if I just eat a piece of salmon, but I do have that backup. I love edamame. I'm trying to learn to like beans in general. It's a texture thing for me, but I'm trying. I find if I whip them up and make them into a puree, it's a little bit easier to do black beans, for example. And I can put it on the bottom of my plate like a nice puree schmear and then go from there. But this, you know, 
you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to be mindful and you have to make sure you're getting your protein. Those are definite mandatory steps in getting back on track. So if you have a cheat day or even a bad week, you can have a bad week, you guys, but still get back on track. Um, the hardest thing for me right now, which is so weird because I was doing so good, is drinking enough water in at the right time. The hardest part of this for me is not drinking water or any other fluid while I'm eating, 30 minutes before or after. It is the hardest thing for me because it's so ingrained um, to have a glass of iced tea or water or wine with your dinner. Um, that's the hardest thing for me because I, I totally forget. And even, you know, I, I, a lot of people are like, I set timers, blah, blah, blah. It's a mental thing. Um, so I'm trying to get better at that part of it. Every once in a while, I do have to definitely take a sip of water because like um, food will get stuck in my throat or something like that. But overall, I'm trying to get better at it. I always hit my 64 ounces. I was doing really good in getting over 100. So my goal right now is to get back up to 100 um, because I've been 64 to 80 ounces typically per day. Now, caffeine, oh, how I miss thee. I, because I like coffee and I like hot tea, I went and found these hot teas at Target. They're at probably any grocery store, but they're called Yogi, Y-O-G-I. And they do have some caffeinated ones, but they have some non-caffeinated herbal teas as well. And I've been trying different ones of those stress relief teas that I like to drink before bed, um, digestive teas as well. Those count towards your water intake because they're caffeine free and they're herbal, but it's a more creative way for me to get my water, but also feel like I'm drinking a cup of hot tea when I feel tired during the day. I, something about warm liquids kind of wakes me up. It's also good for your digestive system, just FYI, but they have all sorts of different flavors. There's a lemon ginger, there's a, a blueberry lavender. There are, um, the stress relief one has like cardamom and cinnamon all sorts of good things, and they're good for you. Black, uh, not well, herbal teas. That's what we'll say. But again, that brand is Yogi, and that's been my creative way of also helping me get my liquids in, but making me feel like I'm drinking something caffeinated. It's it's a mind trick, but it's working for me. But that's the other thing, you know. So we're we're talking about protein. Water is also very very essential to weight loss, lifestyle, but your overall how your body feels because if you're not getting enough, your body gets dehydrated and it actually leads to not wanting to get enough physical activity, not getting enough sleep. Those are huge steps you have to take as well. So all of these things have to work together in order for the lifestyle of a bariatric patient to work for you in order to get back on track. Um, Physical activity, I work, currently I'm working at my desk all day. Normally I'm traveling, doing out doing sales calls and visiting people and moving all the live long day. So during COVID, I've seen a lot of excuses that are like, oh, I gained the COVID 25 and I did this and I did that. I, listen, that's bullshit. Like you're making excuses and it goes back to accountability. There's no reason not to get enough physical activity because you can walk around your house while you're on a sales call. You can walk around your block. You can do yoga. Um bar exercises, Pilates, all of those things are free off of YouTube and everyone has a cell phone. So blaming COVID or blaming your period or blaming this or that or work situations is not taking accountability. So 
not getting enough physical exercise just goes right back to that accountability level. And and that's how I feel. I'm not comfortable going to a gym right now, but I can do yoga in my house. And I live in a townhouse, so I can walk up and down the stairs 10 times an hour. Like it just, you got to make it work. You can't sit on your ass all the live long day because then you're counteracting everything else. And by the way, the more physical activity you do during the day, the better your sleep is going to be at night. Hello. So if I don't get enough activity during the day, my anxiety goes nuts. And that means that even though my body might be exhausted, mentally, my mind is very alert, very awake. So I have to counteract that. And getting enough sleep is a huge step in getting back on track because it it lends into everything as far as balancing working out, eating healthy, your work life, your social life, your sleep, family time. You know, it's unrealistic to get 10 hours of sleep a night for most of us, but we should all aim to get at least seven hours, at least seven, because sleep impacts your impulse control. It impacts your decision making. When you've gotten a full night of sleep, you're likely to be more active during the day. Ergo, it's a circle, circle of life, circle of bariatric lifestyle. So again, these are all things to just help get you back on track. But the last one is to make sure you set realistic goals for yourself. One of my biggest pet peeves right now on both um, the Facebook groups that I'm on, the Instagram boards, is that people are like, I'm three weeks out and I'm stalled. I'm not losing weight. I didn't drop 50 pounds miraculously overnight. Like, dude, this is like, set a realistic goal. You know, (laughs) this is not a miracle situation. It's you got to work for it. And yeah, three weeks, you're probably going to hit a stall because you've been doing liquids and suddenly you're putting soft foods back into your body. That is a different process and it's heavier on your stomach than the liquid. So your body has to get used to every step of this, every step of the way. But there are people who just continuously compare themselves to someone else or they're like, they weigh themselves every day and they're like, well, I lost three pounds today. So I treated myself. That's counterproductive, number one. Number two, you're not taking accountability. Number three, some of that is water weight. And number four, if you're going to treat yourself every time you lose a pound or lose three pounds, aren't you just being counterproductive on the lifestyle? And aren't you not keeping yourself on track? And comparing yourself to somebody else's journey is not wise. It's not a smart situation because you're going to get too too into your head. Your mind hunger is going to get insane. Your body dysmorphia will blow up. You will lose self-esteem. You will lose confidence. And no two journeys are alike. I say it, I feel like every week on this podcast, no two journeys are alike. And that is why it's important to be active within your bariatric community because they are a support group and why you can say, you know, did anyone experience this? I don't think you should be asking for advice on those groups. I, I've talked about this before. Um, you can't say, what's the best vitamin for this? What's the best thing to stop my hair loss? You need to talk to your doctor about those things because no two journeys are alike, as I said. And like, we're not medical professionals. We can only tell you about our experiences, but like when you need a new vitamin or you're getting sick off of something, the only person you should be talking to about that is your doctor. And to go online and to complain on your Instagram stories about hitting a stall is not going to help you. What will help you the most is getting your mind back on track. 
getting your diet back on track. Stalls will happen. They are normal. They could last a month. They could last a week. But getting yourself back on track and and following your mindful eating, making sure you're hitting your water, making sure you're getting your protein, and making sure you're getting exercise will lend itself into the lifestyle circle. And at the very least, give yourself some grace. Because we all slip. We all make mistakes. And it's how you get back on track that will tell you how your journey ends in this bariatric process. So with that being said, guys, those are my updates for today. I wish you all the best. I will be in Mexico next week, but this time for my honeymoon. So I'm officially, I've officially been married for a year. And just a couple weeks after our one year anniversary, we finally get to go on our honeymoon. So wasn't our original plan. We're definitely Europe junkies, but Mexico is very easy to travel to. And the uh, you have to get a negative antigen test to come back into the States, but all the hotels are pretty much offering it complimentary and very, very easy to do. It takes literally five minutes to take this test and you get your results in 30 minutes. And I've been down there several times now this year and never tested positive. So with that being said, we're going to Mexico. So follow along on my Instagram stories. We're going to swim with some sea turtles. We're going to see Chichen Itza and we're going to have some fun. And fun is much needed after the year we have had in 2020. All right, guys, let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.